0: Welcome to another episode of Round Ball Ramble. I'm your host, Corbin Forge. You can follow me on Twitter at Corbin NBA. This is part of the Sports Ethos family podcast, so check them out on Twitter at Sports SportsEthos online, SportsEthos.com. They got it all gambling, fantasy, basketball, baseball, football. You want it, they have it, so check them out there. Today on Ramble Ramble, I've been talking about this for weeks, and I feel bad putting it on air because now I feel like a hypocrite, but we're finally doing draft stuff. I had promised this for four weeks now because I was going to put my own board out, and I've decided not to because I thought, let's just get the experts on. I'm so happy to have on the entire crew for the first time on the show. I've had each member on in different combinations over the last two years, but now we have all three of Stone Hanson, Cooper Klein, and Bryce Hendricks. You can follow them all on Twitter, respectively at Bryce Hendrick14, at Report Court for Stone, and at Ali underscore Oop underscore Coop for Cooper. Listen, y'all. I'm just gonna throw it at you. How y'all doing today? And just how your answer is up to y'all.
1: Good, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to be to be doing a mock draft. We we were talking about. Oh, should we do one on you know on upside swings? We're like, let's just wait because we're. we're Corbin reached out to us about a month ago. It was like, hey, at some point, someday, do you want to do a mock draft? And we were all like, hell yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad to finally be here. Corbin's caught up on some draft work, so can't wait.
0: Oh, I'm so excited, y'all. This is gonna be a blast. Coop Stone, thank y'all as well. Bryce, yeah, I mean, I'm full of energy. Let's get to it. So we've worked out a Tankathon order. We have a rough order here. Um the Upside Swings guys have been gracious enough to let me go first. And you know, it was a hard decision here in a two-person draft, but I'm gonna go with Derek White. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's gonna be we're gonna just start our selection off the top, go in order share some analysis of some of our picks, and we're doing the entire first round, which is really kind of cool, not only from a learning perspective for me, but also doing a little bit extra insight past the lottery into this upcoming draft class, so uh, I'm definitely going to get y'all thoughts on it as we go along, but are y'all ready? We can just get started here. All right, well, here we are. I mean, I have the first pick, which is kind of crazy, um, but it's also a simple one with this first pick, which, by the way, would be going to the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, we are taking Victor Wimanyama, which I think is, if anyone's been at all aware of this draft, was the easy pick to go with. Uh, Victor Wimanyama, at this point, I think he'll be, what, 19 in the draft? Um, but seven four, 210 pounds. Like the dude does it all. He's a unicorn right now, averaging like 21 points or on nine rebounds, just under four assists, three blocks. Uh, his three point shooting's kind of dipped. He was shooting. Over thirty percent when I was last mocking him, and I think it's slightly underneath that. But at the end of the day, the guy handles like a guard. His frame is crazy. He's doing three point floaters. Like I don't know how to describe someone. Throw them to y'all. I mean, is he really? This is the question I'm going to post to y'all. Is if people are saying, oh, well, he'd be the first round pick. You know, last year's draft of the year before. As far as prospects, y'all have now analyzed several different ones over the last couple of classes. Is he number one or at the top or near the top of your collective? list of prospects that you've scouted
2: he's in the same tier for me as luca um and those are the only two in that tier for me so i would say he's one of if if not the best prospect i've ever scouted and um on both ends it's is really where it comes from like he's an amazing defender him next to chet would be awesome um i think a lot of people would be rooting for that duo uh, with you know all the other guards that they have in OKC as well, um, and then uh, just the ability to interchange those two at center or play them both as twin towers. There's just a lot of options and versatility you can go with in that lineup. And when Binyama is the top of the talent in this class, which is a loaded class.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's the top guy. He's he's probably the best guy I've ever scouted. Uh, you know, I I, I haven't done a ton but at the very least i would say he's probably the best guy since ad um and you know i might even go so far to say the best ever i think uh his his contemporary is kareem abdul jabbar right in terms of just uh never seen it before type talent uh so yeah i think i think wendy's absolutely the number one guy you mentioned it being a two-person draft i disagree with that on two fronts one because i think there's more than two guys who are really really good And two, because I think Wemby is the one, you know, I I think it's almost a one plus some draft because there's, there's no one else like him at the top. Gotcha. There's just a point where he's dominating
3: the French first division as like a 19 year old and also having crazy flashes. And like Stone said, it's on both ends. He's, he's incredible. Probably the best I've ever seen ridiculous potential. If everything clicks, I mean, it's it's tantalizing and he's already incredible like there's it's not like a a john butler situation where it's like 90 percent projection and and cool tools he is truly dominant uh but if we're done uh you know peeing ourselves over Wemby over here um i'll i'll take take the second pick with the with the houston rockets um and i think i'm gonna surprise some folks but uh with the second overall pick Houston Rockets are going to select Amin Thompson out of the overtime elite. Uh, we, so there's, there's somebody who I think you got, that at least a few people are going to be upset that I didn't take, but at the end of the day, to me, the, the difference between Amin and Scoot, who I think are very, the, Scoot's the guy who I think people are going to be mad about, but I think there's a chance Amin could be the best player in the NBA one day. Um, Six seven mega athlete, ridiculous two way talent. You know has it all except for the the shot. I just historically, when was a six two player the best player in the NBA? I um, know. I mean, I don't want to base my entire thing off that. Uh, Amin, I think is also just a better fit with the team. Can play a connector role. Can play a point guard role. Um, the Rockets need more defense. We absolutely suck defensively. Apart from like one lineup. And Amin can play multiple roles. He can fill, you know, there's just so much versatility there. And we honestly don't need another guy who can only play on the ball. We need more versatility, more on and off ball ability. uh, And Amin just brings that to a completely different level.
1: Good pick. Good pick. Uh, Coop knows that I'm with him on Amen, so I uh, won't spend too much time there, but I, I'm absolutely there that he is the second guy for me, and I'd go so far as to have him in a tier of his own. I think he does a lot of what Scoot does, but is five inches taller, uh, more of a quick decision maker than Scoot, and listen, I think Scoot's going to be really good as well. Uh I have some questions there in a way I just don't with Amen, and that's kind of where I come away with it, so I, th- I think that's a good pick. I think that's the right pick, but uh, I understand why some would be potentially upset. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to let
0: Stone, if you have any thoughts, respond. But I also, I mean, I have a question. Oh, okay. Well, I have a question about that because I, I definitely, from what I see, that's that's a very good pick. But I, I've heard, and again, we've seen this all over, but like if Victor wasn't in this draft, Stone, you know, we'd be Scoot, not Stone. Scoot would be the number one pick. Obviously, that isn't maybe a sentiment shared here. But what about him I guess is it I don't want to say it's a bandwagon thing but because you guys mentioned how much a man brings pretty much the same things to the table you know maybe a lesser shot but you know obviously much more in in a taller package than Scoot but Scoot's kind of run away it seems like with the number two pick noise since the beginning uh is it just from what like the exposure that he's had is it because the quality competition you know in the G League as opposed to overtime elite like I guess I'm curious as to why the narrative is framed in such a way so heavily favoring scoot, you know, regardless of, I'm not saying that he isn't a worthy second pick, but just, I haven't even heard like it was, it's always been, what's the race for number three Uh, because Victor and scoot have just been penciled in at the top two.
3: Yeah. I think everything that I have heard is just, it's, it's overtime elite. Uh, It's that people do not buy the competition level. And I, I don't think that's fully fair. I mean, uh, Amin and Azar dominated their Euro tour, uh, you know, where they played legitimate Euro league teams and they basically dominate on a consistent basis. Like they're not, they're not playing poorly in this league, right? Like they're not they're They are truly dominating, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm pretty sure both of them, the, both the Thompson twins are close to averaging triple doubles uh, in the, in the OTE, these per 36, they don't play like full, 48 minute game, So it, the, the rates are weird, but like they're, the athleticism, everything there, I think it just gets overlooked because Scoot plays in the G league plays tougher competition. Uh, and everybody just, every time you talk about the Thompsons, it's just, Oh, but, but they play high schoolers and that uh, not entirely true. I like
2: yeah. I, I, I do think it is like a little bit weird that it's not closer than what the main narrative is between those two, especially because scoots like missed a lot of time with injuries. So I feel like there's more time for the Thompson's to have catched up to that narrative. Um, but we'll see what happens. There's a lot of more draft cycle to go through. still. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'll, I'll, go with my pick uh, for the Charlotte Hornets at number three. Um, I will be the people pleaser. I'll take scoot here. Um, I think that uh, it's not the cleanest of fits next to LaMelo, but uh, I'm just going for probably, I guess, talent over anything. Uh, And having not watched a ton of uh, Thompson twin tape as of yet, I can't confidently uh, take the um, other Thompson twin. So I'll have to defer to scoot here. Um, And I think that it's still like a really good pick to take scoot at number three, um, even if it's, you have LaMelo there already. Um, I think LaMelo's sort of developed into this guy who can shoot off ball more than people originally thought. Um, they can each take turns, uh, you know, slicing up the uh, defense and, and facilitating in, in different ways. Um, and having someone that's uh, able to be as big as LaMelo um, and, and play off ball, I think is, makes it work just fine. Um, and in it's not like Terry Rozier is probably in their long-term plan. So uh, I, I think that those two, despite sort of the overlapping skill set, can are good enough to make it work uh, over the course of time.
1: Yeah, that's the right pick. I mean, I, I think Scoot is the third guy. Like, I, I, I wasn't trying to hate on it or anything, saying I have Amen too. It's more of a love Amen versus dislike Scoot or anything. I think Scoot would have been... You know probably in the same tier as Paolo for me last year so for what that's worth um yeah so I think I think that's probably the right pick uh how he'll fit in in Charlotte is a bit of a question but Charlotte's such a mess that they just need anything um all right uh I'm up with Detroit so this is sort of a weird spot because like what does Detroit really need you like Ivy as like your you know your point guard type. You think you hope Cade can develop into your super superstar, but obviously you have another swing here. If you're with the fourth pick, you like Durin. You know maybe you like Isaiah Stewart, maybe Sadiq Bay, trying to fill out those other spots. I'm gonna go with what some might view as a weird reach here, but for me, I'm I'm just all the way in on him. Uh, and that's Bryce Sensabaugh from Ohio State. Um, I know this is high uh but i think he is probably the the best scorer uh like wing scorer i've, I've ever seen aside from luca uh but i i just like i don't know that's obviously a little much but he's just like he's so fun to watch the handles there the shot making there i think he'll shoot at a high level off the ball as well i don't think the defense is awful i think he makes some plays i think he's just like a really nice like secondary creator wing and to get that at four, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, you know, even though I think some of us might not be happy with me.
3: I, it, I, it's not an awful pick. Like for every single reason you said sense of awe is awesome. He is truly incredible. Like we just talked about him on the pod. Uh, he makes great decisions. He's a great wing. He can do some guardy stuff. He can score at all three levels, solid defender, uh, but if this was Troy Weaver in this spot, I think there's there's another name that he he has been lusting after for a while that he would have he would have gone and gotten, uh, and who I I think would have fit better personally. I'll, we'll talk about him later. But uh, I mean, you can't go wrong with Sensabaugh. But I do think there was a, a better pick here available at four.
2: This is just Bryce elitism at its finest. Bryce taking Bryce. There's, that's the only reason I've come to i've come to that term i like
0: it i mean i was I'm, I'm on i love bryce like from what i've seen i mean bryce Hendricks as well but bryce Ansible, <laughs> i mean like the way he's able to score i said it's like an old school take but i don't know if people remember like jamal mashburn but like watching him kind of play with six six kind of with well, six eight go forward they play with like the heat and the hornets and like the 90s and 2000s but like Mid post area, able to get to any shot, use his frame in a way that was physical, but he had a nice jumper that extended out to three. Even though he kind of operated more in the mid range, like very good score. Like you said, very talented wing score, and I mean, I definitely like that's again, it's for needing this a fit. I hadn't seen that high, but it's really cool to see again Bryce kind of describe his namesake in a way that, like, okay, this makes sense on a team in terms of what he brings to the table, and uh, yeah, very talented wing score. I watched his last game this past week, and I was like, okay. Hold up. But um, guess that's me that's next, and it's for San Antonio. And I'm just going to go with my guy. I'm going to take Cam Whitmore um, with my pick. I think just watching a lot of, of Spurs basketball, um, Kelton Johnson, even though he can play the fourth, undersized, I think is better served as three with Dembassel being able to play the shooting guard, kind of swingman position, especially with the way he's evolved on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, so I think it really just puts – Keldon in his natural position while you also bring a guy who brings more size and can play the same type of inside out type of play as Johnson. And with that, you have three out of your five spots secure between Vassell, Johnson, and Whitmore there, um, depending on how you feel about Trey Jones and whatever happens at the center spot. But um, yeah, at 6'7", 225, uh, he just plays with this great power and this force. He's really good in transition, kind of iffy three-point shooter. I'm sure some of that was due to the thumb injury that he's kind of been battling or recovering from, but. He definitely can stand to improve there, but can knock down the shot as well. And I just love the way he plays, the physicality he brings to the table. And uh, I think he can kind of swing both forward spots, but primarily at the four, even maybe a small ball five uh, in the future. You know, he just has that kind of frame, in my opinion. So I'm taking Cam going to San Antonio.
3: I really like that. Uh, I like Cam in San Antonio. I also like it because it leaves me with the guy who I wanted with my next pick. But uh, I just, a really talented, you know, physical player, outlier strong. Uh, I don't know if he's like full six seven. Uh, if I had to guess, okay. uh, which is which is kind of tough, um, especially for someone who like entirely builds his living on around the rim. Uh, but someone like that, I think we've seen strength, like outlier level strength, translates at the NBA level, uh, like same to a, a degree with Cenza Ball, uh, the pick before. Uh, you know, strong guys are gonna. Play pretty well in the NBA. There's way less of an adjustment period. They're able to get on the floor faster and, and develop sooner. And uh, you know Whitmore next to Trey Jones and Devin Vassell and Kelvin. I mean that's that's a fun court Sohan,
2: <laughs> you forgot Sohan. Sohan. Sorry, I, I forgot. Yeah.
3: I, I forgot. I forgot. Point Sohan. Look, actually, My I, bad.
0: I have beef with Sohan. Um, early when you know his rookie, um. Like, I guess they were doing, like, the rookie stuff for the team, and they did this, like, game where there was, like, word association. And so someone put up Russell Westbrook, and it's saying, it's saying triple-double. Sohan said bricks. And at that moment, he lost me for life. So I intentionally left him off that list. If he's part of the future, if he's not part of the future, I don't really care. But you don't disrespect the king like that. Um, Anyways. <laughs> it, to right be alone. fair,
3: if, if, if somebody did word association with Jeremy Sohan and Baylor, the word also would have been bricks. So- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, once he did that, he was lost. Awesome. I was like, the dis- the casual disrespect. Like, okay. Anyway, not my living legend, Russell Westbrook. You don't. But um, <laughs> moving right along, I think we're with we're over with Stone.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I think it's uh, it's it's oh, uh I believe it's Coop. Oh, I yeah, messed yeah, up. yeah. I'm I'm oh, up, up with Jamaica, Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, Oops, I was so busy um, on
0: my moving on from Sohan, I didn't even. <laughs> my bad,
2: my bad. But
3: no,
0: that's on me. <laughs> as
3: I as I referenced earlier, with the sixth pick, Orlando is sprinting to the podium, very very excited to add Azar Thompson to the team. Uh, so I I have, as of right now, very loosely, I have the Thompson twins and Scoot in kind of a weirdo, very movable tier of their own behind wimby Uh, and i think the thompsons are very close like no matter how you slice it um they're just so similar athletically and like they're slightly better than each other at different things but i mean Ozar is arguably better than amen Uh, i just think amen you know earlier is a way better fit with what the rockets want to do uh but here orlando has their initiator they have Paolo. You get Ozar. you get another massive athlete who can maybe shoot, can really defend, uh, you know, is a, a rim pressure demon, uh, just high feel, mega athlete, just another super tall person for Orlando to run uh, out of position. So very, very excited to come away with Ozar here.
1: Yeah, I think, I, again, this is another one where I, I think that's just the right pick. There's one other guy I sort of had my eye on that I think is maybe a. I would have higher on my board, but I do think specifically for Orlando, Oscar was the better pick there. So, yeah, I, I think that's just a great pick. He just, again, just does it all, increase that defense. Uh, the Magic are going to be a problem for a long time.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't matter really who you pick for Orlando. It's going to be a log jam in some way, but just accumulating talent, I think is, is the main goal for them. And they have plenty of it. It just has to mature a little bit. So I have a question about that only because,
0: I mean, the one knock on both a man and officer has been their shooting, right? Going into Orlando, a team that's kind of had a collective, let's just say iffiness on shooting. Um, how does that fit? I mean, I, I guess I like the fit from a playmaker perspective, but now he joins another line of guards who, I think he stands head and shoulders above in the playmaking department, but like that's the one thing I would imagine that Markel Fultz and Jalen Suggs kind of specialize in because shooting is not what they have, unless it's like mid range and out. And then once you look at like you know Bo, Bo and Wendell Carter Jr., your best shooter is probably Paolo. Um, aside from like I guess Gary Harris and you know I'm, I think I'm missing some Cole Anthony and
2: Terrence Ross. Tarence Ross all those guys yeah. are probably.
0: going I imagine if the Magic are thinking, right, they won't be here post-trade deadline. So I guess I'm curious as to how it fits from a roster construction move. Then are you looking to free agency for shooters around them? Because I feel like you have a lot of talented guys who kind of need the ball and don't really space the floor from, a, like, just my own layman's view on that.
3: I think Ozar is a better shooter than he gets credit for. He's definitely the better of the two brothers. I think he's shooting, like, 36% from three currently on the season, which isn't crazy. Um, but also he, when you have Franz Wagner and Paolo and all the, and Wendell and all these guys who can just move and make fast decisions, uh, I think the lack of like traditional shooting is slightly mitigated. Uh, I think you still obviously need shooting and, you know, if you have, you know, four mega, mega athletes, two way players and. Fast passers, you know, you could actually play Cole Anthony without giving up more points on the defensive end than you get back on the offensive end, uh, something like that. They, and what's cool about Orlando is that they just have like so many random players. If you really need more shooting, then just keep Terrence Ross. You're gonna not gonna get more than like two seconds for him, right? Or keep Gary Harris. I, I don't even know if he's shooting him well this year, but in theory, yeah. he's a shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, maybe just like you can always find a good shooter off the G League bin if you really, really need one. You know, like Tevin Brown is down there in the G League uh, and could be doing something for an NBA team right now. Uh, you could get Cougs legend Armani Brooks if you really need a, a sharp shooter. Uh, you know, I, I, it's just real elite shooting is decently replaceable, and I think Orlando. Has enough bets at shooting in the long term that they don't need to be like, we need shooting now.
0: I get you for sure, for sure. Thank you for that. Yeah, I was like, I like it, but maybe I'm just looking at it from a 2K perspective. <laughs> but with that being said, I think Stone now is up next with Washington. Interesting picks here.
2: Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'm just going for me, uh, best player available uh, because. Washington uh, seems to struggle with that over the last few years. Um, even though I like Johnny Davis, I think long-term he's going to be pretty good and pan out for them, but uh, their previous picks before that just haven't really done, yet, done that yet. Uh, they have a lot of like rotational guys, um, but none of them really are like solidified as, as the guy, I guess you can say, um, outside of Beal and, and Porzingis and Kuzma has come along. Um, so I'm going to go with... Uh, that the Cooper called it. I'm going to go with Khalil Ware here. Um, I think that uh he is the uh guy um really easily for me at number seven. Um, I probably would have taken him higher even if, uh, if I had a pick higher. Uh, I think that uh he's easily for me the best center available or big available after Victor. Um, he uh, is an awesome. Uh, rim protector in his own right uh, and I think also can be a uh, fairly good three-point shooter in the future Um, even if the the short-range indicators aren't there there's there's a lot of things that make me believe um, mid-range and outside shooting will be Uh, and he's uh, just someone that has a lot of facets to his game that would take me all night to describe but uh, for me he's definitely the number seven pick here for the Wizards
1: yeah, that's another just, I mean, it's a great pick. Ware is really, really good, and there's not really many knocks against him. Uh, I think the one thing you could say is maybe, oh, you know, they have Porzingis, they have Gafford, but they're the Wizards. It really shouldn't matter that much. I think Ware can play the four or the five the next level. Um, his shooting is legit. He makes good reads. Really excellent defensive prospect. Just another guy who, honestly, I feel like maybe slid too far, um, but that's just sort of how the draft shakes out sometimes. All right, I'm up with um, with the Toronto Raptors at eight, and I'm at uh, a real interesting point because I have one guy left in a tier, and I, I have a rule where I don't like to break tiers. I don't really like his fit with this team um, like much at all, and I worry it's going to be bad for his development, but uh, I'm going to take Anthony Black here uh, from Arkansas. Um, I am really in on Ant Black. I think uh, he's a lot better than he gets credit for. I think the biggest issue is just that uh, he plays on a team with no shooters, which might still be a problem if he goes to the Toronto Raptors. If we're being honest, um, but he is like just—he's an actual point guard at you know six six. He's a good athlete, one of the best passers in this class. Uh, I think the shot will come around long term. He's not as confident as you'd like him to be in it, but. He's just a guy. He does everything you want. He's a wing-sized point guard. Those guys are almost always uh, worthy of top 10 consideration for me.
3: Yeah, as much as it's going to be weird watching him play with, you know, two other shooters on the floor at one time, uh, you know, he fits the, the massive Toronto player mold, I guess. Uh, really great defender. I think he's kind of uh, maybe not slept on is the right word, but it's not regarded enough how good he is defensively uh, on ball, off ball, uh, just makes the right read all the time uh, and can kind of play like as a point guard, can scale back a little bit. I don't think he's like a crazy super connector, but he can do that because he's such a fast processor of the game. Um, And as much as it's like not a perfect fit, I don't think there's a, a single team on the league Ant Black doesn't fit on in some degree if he's able to shoot it.
0: I definitely like that pick for sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's a solid one. Atlanta, I mean, not Atlanta, Toronto getting some help there as well in the guard spot with someone who, like you said, will fit an 18 um, to provide some extra value there. I think it's really nice. So definitely with that one. Um, guess this goes to me with Atlanta, where I was going. Um,
1: hmm, that's
0: interesting. I am going to roll with Brandon Miller. Take Brandon Miller with my pick, um, six nine out of Alabama. Yeah, I think six nine. Yeah, but uh, give or take, I I, I feel like six eight, six seven. Point is, forward, um, a position need for Atlanta, uh, in my opinion, someone who can shoot the three. Uh, I think he's shooting forty three percent. I checked earlier; Yeah, forty three percent as of now from three, kind of consistent from there. I think he has some good size and versatility as well. Um, I just think he has some. A good all around game. Some flashes of some passing and some defense. Maybe not the best burst, but you're playing off of like, you know, Trey Young and, and DeJounte Murray. So I think honestly, just sitting in the corner shooting corner threes, like they need someone to do that. If you have some size, you can, you know, have some bursts to the defensive end. That's great. And I feel like Miller's already doing that for Alabama. That's just a plug and play type of role in the position that Atlanta needs. So I'm going to go with Miller there.
2: Yeah, I really like this fit, to be honest. Um, I think that. Uh, even if collectively we're not the highest, uh, if you listen to the last episode we did um, on uh, Brandon, I I do think that this fit really makes a lot of sense with Atlanta, Um, especially you have multiple guys now that can sort of fill that, that vague three and D type role. Um, They took AJ Griffin. He's probably going to end up being the best I would say uh, in filling it, but you know, you also have Deandre Hunter. Now you have Brandon, Uh, I I think that it really gives them um, just like a plethora of guys uh, to sort of fill in different spots around your two guards. Um, Also, just gives them depth if they really are looking to move on from John Collins. So uh, I I think this makes a lot of sense in uh, uh, multiple different ways. So um, good pick.
3: Yeah, if uh, if nobody else has anything to say, I will take the 10th pick here for the Utah Jazz. Um, I'm under a lot of pressure right now because I know Bryce really wants me to get this right. I know how much he loves his Jazz men. Um, And this is kind of tough because the Jazz could go in literally any direction. Um, Like their their single core building block is uh, Laurie Markkinen. I, I would argue, uh, you know, maybe you really love Colin Sexton, maybe you really like Walker Kessler for some reason. Sorry, I almost threw up there thinking about him. Uh, but it, it's tough. You can you can go in any direction. But for the Jazz here at ten, we are going to select Maxwell Lewis out of Pepperdine, uh, six seven combo wing guardy type, um, can play on or off the ball, can shoot can make some cool pick and roll reads Um, just somebody who can give us more of an identity. Um, You know, somebody who I don't like, I'm not worried about uh, like busting out in a sense. I think he can play. He can come into this team. He can find a role even if we keep all the vets for some, for some some weird reason, you know, we keep uh, Malik Beasley and uh, Mike Conley and, all these guys I, I think he'll have a role you know he's six seven he can shoot he's smart he can pass um can't go wrong with that kind of guy even you know in the top 10.
1: Uh yeah I, you left us I, I speechless a, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a ton to You're say welcome. uh uh that was um <laughs> i I yeah I don't know uh it's like yeah, get wings, get wings. I definitely agree that the Jess only building block is Lowry. Uh, so we're on the same page there.
0: There it is. I, listen, I was looking at experts on that. I'm like Maxwell Lewis. Interesting. Let's get some more. <laughs> that was good though. That was good. Okay, I like it. Also, Colin right. Sexton would like a word, Bryce. But anyway, mm, I'll,
2: I'll
1: say I'll say okay. <laughs> I I've been on the Max Lewis hype train for a while. I do like him a lot. I, I just think there were maybe a couple other places I would have went, specifically trying to get a little younger, but I, I do like that pick.
2: Um, I know in your right.
3: heart you wanted Jairus, so I, I'm sorry I didn't do that to you.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I'm up with Orlando here at pick 11. was originally the Bulls, and now it's going to go Orlando. Man, Orlando's going to be so much fun after this year's draft. Um, so uh, Cooper left me in a really tough position. I was hoping he would take one of the two guys I had in mind, but he didn't. Um, so he took, uh, obviously Asar earlier, uh, and they also have Markel, Cole, Anthony and Suggs, all of which, all four guys, I really, really like. So it's really tough for me to go with the guard I had in mind here because they, he's just not going to get any playing time. So I'm going to go with uh, someone that was definitely probably of more use to them right now. I'm going to go with Grady Dick um, who I think solves a lot of their shooting issues uh, single-handedly really just awesome shooter. And he's more than that, which is the problem with a lot of usually these, these um, shooters that are are specialists or labeled as specialists. Um, I think he does more on the ball than, than most guys. Um, able to create more of his own shot through uh, different actions and just off ball um, awareness on, on where to be and get himself in open spaces. Um, so I'm going to take him here. Uh, there's another guy at, who's higher on my board, uh, but just does not make sense with the plethora of guards they have. So uh, Grady Dick is the pick here.
1: All right. Um, I think that's a great pick. That's what I was going to pick. So you left me in a tough spot. Uh, Dick is just really good. Uh, the defense worries me a lot. I worry that it's gonna that it's gonna bother, you know. When, once you're trying to get to that next level, it's gonna be a problem. But uh, you know, take the talent that's there, and he's really good at basketball. So, where I'm going next is another. I just think slightly out of left field pick, um, which will basically be three for me. I think uh, I'm up with the Pelicans. And I have this thing with the Pelicans where my favorite player on the Pelicans is Larry Nance Jr. I think he's their arguably their most important role player. As much as I love Herb Jones and I love Trey Murphy the third, I would argue Larry Nance is their most important role player because he is their closing five right now, especially when Zion plays. The The issue is Larry Nance Jr. does not have a great track record of health. He's probably getting close to, if not already 30, and there's someone who I think could maybe step up into his role really nicely as a nominal four, but back up finishing five. And that is a different AAC player than the one Coop thinks I'm going to take. And that's Taylor Hendricks from UCF. Taylor Hendricks is a 6'9", sort of rim-protecting forward who can switch onto the perimeter, but can really stretch the floor, has flashed some playmaking. I just really, really love Hendricks. I think he's kind of getting underrated in this draft. You know, I, I love a guy like Therese. I love some other guys, uh, but I, I just think Hendricks is of that group of four who you think could potentially finish with the five of who there are probably about four in this class that I'm looking at on my board right now. Hendricks is the safest because he's the one whose jumper I trust the most. Is is much as I hate to simplify it to that. That's where I come down on it. Your team like the Pelicans, who are already ready to compete, getting a guy like Hendricks. I think, can you know, probably his his rookie season, you know, sit behind Nance, but eventually, early in his career, step into a big role. Uh, I think that's a that's that's my target at twelve.
3: The Bryson Hendricks agenda is really, really thriving today. This is this is we can, we, can, yeah, we can yeah, it's just taking anyone who shares a name with him. This is this is getting see through. Uh, we just talked about Hendricks on the pod. He is awesome uh, as much as i'm like kind of irritated that bryce didn't take you know the better player here but i understand the reasoning uh you know taylor Hendricks is incredible he's exactly what you want your four, nba four slash five to be uh you know he's shooty he's smart he's really mobile he's athletic uh there's just not really holes in his game you know i think people kind of put him down because he's kind of a dependent player but that's not necessarily a bad thing when you're the pelicans who have entirely creators you know you have you know ingram zion cj all these guys who can do their own stuff you know you need somebody to be an outlet who can defend fives who can defend fours who can maybe defend threes because he's that versatile uh can't really go wrong with taylor
0: Hendricks. definitely like it glad to learn a little bit more about mr Hendricks. um Aside from the guy on the pod, because yeah, I was not aware as much of his game, so I feel like for like Shaq. I was not really familiar with your game, but now I feel better about it. So thank y'all for that. Um, Portland, this is tough because it forces me to put my own personal favorite aside because the person I want to pick next, the Blazers don't necessarily need. So looking at position in need, I'm thinking maybe more forward. Looking at Jeremy Grant's status, whether they're going to bring him, where he's going to stick around. Um, long-term or not, and this guy is young, and yeah, I'm reaching here. I don't actually think I'm reaching. I like him. He's okay. He's just not my guy, but I'm going to go with a guy out of South Carolina, and that is Gigi Jackson. Uh, just think he's versatile, athletic. He can shoot the three and also kind of gets the room a little bit. Uh, not the best offensive creator or passer, but that's fine because you have Dame and also Anthony Simons who will do a lot of that. Um, also, Shaden Sharp has been great off the bench for Portland. Like, you have a lot of guy on-ball creators that, you know, you can kind of fit the, uh, the Al Farouk special, the Al-Faruqa memorial forward for Portland where, you know, you just kind of shoot some threes, make some good defensive plays, finish in transition. And he's only – he's, like, one of the youngest guys in the draft. So, so, untapped potential there for sure. And I like it. So, I'm going to go with uh, Gigi Jackson. there.
1: Uh, just not, not to be, you know, too dismissive, but – uh, I think I think I think a stark difference between Gigi Jackson and uh, Alfred Camino is one of those guys was good at defense and the other isn't. So I think that's going to be a bit of a. Uh, I'm not I'm not huge on Gigi, and I'll just leave it I'll just leave it there.
0: You know, it's funny. In my notes, I put nothing on his defensive information because I couldn't find anything that I saw that I liked. So that explains it. Uh, you're right. I should have probably said. Actually, there isn't a forward in Portland that Evan Turner even played a little bit of defense. You're right. Let's just scrap the Alfred Memorial thing. He's just a forward that's young. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like actually, yep, nope.
3: (laughs) It's the Nasir Little uh, Memorial. There we go. So (laughs) I I think I think he fits that. Even though I think I think think Nas is still there, but I I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know Portland's roster.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I think I'm back up.
3: I'm back up with Utah here. this is awful. I, Utah, Utah is such a mess. Like, I feel really bad. They've been so much fun to watch. I have loved their season. Laurie Markkinen is incredible. Uh, I just, you know, Bryce is going to scream at me if I don't pick whoever he's telepathically sending me to pick. Um, What is he? Ah, ah, he wants Jerris Walker. Ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I think I I might just bow to public pressure and take Jerris because he's next on my board. And I love him. I love Jerris Walker. Uh Jerris Walker is 6'8, 6'9, incredibly uh, you know, just incredibly strong, athletic, incredible touch a really weird passer uh, makes really fast decisions. They aren't always the best decisions right now, but he's still figuring that out. Um, He, I I heard him described today as a linebacker with ballerina feet. uh, And that's a good way to put it. His footwork is really impressive. He settles for his floater too much, but he's been able to shoot the three pretty well, despite his form sucking. And that's entirely because of his three is his touch. Uh, He's just, I think there's a real floor there as a connective big who can make passes in the short role, uh, can defend at a solid level, can defend on the perimeter. His man defense has gotten a lot better as the year's gone on. Uh, solid team defender. Uh, but, you know, he's also got star upside because he can hit tough shots. He can hit tough fades. He can demand some usage there. And I think he's, you know, putting him in Maxwell Lewis, you have two giant, you know, mega creator-ish guys who can play together, play off of each other, and, and fit with any lineup, basically.
2: Yeah, I All think in. you just upgraded your center position from Walker Kessler and your small forward position from Ochaegbaje in one draft, so congrats on that.
1: I uh Jerez is someone who needs a very specific team context because he's not probably a top-five pick but he almost needs to be treated like one. I feel like you need to have, he needs to be drafted to a place where he can develop as a on and off ball scorer with some usage at some latitude, but not like they're trying to make him a point guard. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of weird. And, and I think Utah is the perfect place that Lowry marketing is one of the best off ball scores in the NBA right now. Uh, you know, earlier in the draft they they made a great pick with Max Lewis. So you get another guy who can shoot and pass and, kind of create for himself but isn't like a true self-creator so you get you know to in there to kind of mix it up and and do a lot of things play a lot of positions you know they could play big they could play small i i just i really like this pick and, and what trace could uh, help this team accomplish
2: so, so i think i'm up with phoenix um which Cooper actually solved my issue, uh, unlike last time where I had two guys and he took one of them. So uh, this makes it easy for me. I'm going to go with Nick Smith here um, for Phoenix. I think that uh, he's uh, a good sort of, um, I guess, guy to have CP3 mentors as he sort of ages out. Um, And Nick Smith, I think, is my, at least on my board, the best guard available. Uh, I think, you know, I was really kind of hoping for someone to fill in as a versatile four, like Jury's Walker, but um, I don't think that that guy is really around in this range. So I'm going to go with Nick Smith here. And um I, I think he works both on and off ball really well. So whether it's with CP three or with Devin Booker, I think it sort of allows them to do multiple lineups. And as I said, as CP three ages out, I think Nick Smith can sort of uh, help fill that void.
3: yeah phoenix desperately needs more ball handling um and nick smith i think can do just enough passing uh you know him and devin booker together i think are the definition of just enough passing to not be like just one-dimensional off guards um you know that he's tall like he's decent he's like six three six four he's not tiny um hopefully he can you know get physically healthy and, and get back into you know actually playing a ton this season and being able to show the world that he can do, because he's really talented uh, and, and a really good fit here in, in Phoenix.
1: You know, that that's a nice segue to, you know, I have at 16, I have the Golden State Warriors. And I'm also going to take someone who highly touted freshman, who has kind of struggled with injuries so far. Uh, and I honestly think it was maybe slipped a little bit, partially on my own doing, of course, but that's Dariq Whitehead. Uh, Whitehead is... Uh, he's just good. Like I, I don't know. Like I still buy the shot. I think the shot's there. The help defense is good. He's not like a a superstar prospect, really. Right. Like that's not who he is. But he just does everything well. And there is some upside there with him as someone who can create his own shot off the bounce. He's a good passer. Love his help defense. I wish he was a little taller. He's probably like six five. I wish he was like six seven. But at a certain point, you just take talent, and if, if you're the Warriors. You know, you add him to that group of Moses Moody and, and Kaminga. You have some really fun wings there. Uh so I don't know. I'm I'm guy uh, Santos erasure. But, and Guy Santos, sure. So I, I I think that's a very, very fun, uh pretty easy pick for me here at 16, honestly.
0: I'm beside myself. I'm shell-shocked with flashbacks of previous drafts of Bryce taking the guy right ahead of me that I wanted. Um I really saw a perfect fit with Derek with the Clippers. I was going to be triumphant and really feel good about myself. But now, alas, we are back to being Corbin. Um, with the Clippers, I mean, you know what, darn it, I'm just going to pick my guy. That's what I do. I'll stick to my guns. We're going to go to Keontae George. Um, I wanted him before. I'm very high on Keontae George and Derrick Whitehead. I had them in my own personal um Mock draft, like, four and five. So, yeah, love... But I have a type, so I had to try to balance that with, you know, what they should be on the table. With Keontae George, I just feel like you get a guy who I think can be a prolific scorer. Um, definitely showed some increased playmaking chops. I like what he can kind of bring on the defensive, and I just think he has potential as a combo guard. Um, I would like to Dereek a little bit better as a point guard kind of playing off of Paul George and Kawhi in a way, um, creating some shots. I think Keontae's definitely more, like, the shooting guard aspect of it, in my opinion, but... Nice fit. I think the Clippers are pretty loaded at their forward spots, and I think that they're okay at center. So just looking for upgrade at guard because the John Wall, Reggie Jackson, uh, two-headed monster is more like a two-headed poodle right now, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, going to go with uh, Keontae George and not feel bad about it.
3: John Wall slander, not tolerated. Uh, Sorry. He is, He isn't. you know, he. you love Russell Westbrook. I love John Wall, oh, okay. not, to the, not to the not to the same not not to the same level. I'm not I'm not uh, uh, I'm I'll not fight. hating Jeremy Sohan because he mildly <laughs> disrespected my my player, but uh, you know Keontae George. I think I think he can really shoot the ball. Um, and putting that like we've seen Luke Kennard, who has like what maybe one other NBA skill uh, other than shooting. <laughs> Uh, on, on a good day. Yeah. Uh, he has, you know, he's he's got, he made good money. He's not thrived, but he has a role on the Clippers. And Keontae can bare minimum do that. Uh, you know, there's defensive potential, decent size. Uh, not sure about the ball handling, but he won't have to do much of that here. You know, on the Clippers can mainly just play off ball and, and do his thing. So can't really um, complain too much there. I think I'm up. If nobody else has anything to say, I have Miami. And this is really tough. This actually, every single pick has been tough since, since I picked Ozar Thompson, honestly. <laughs> but uh, there are two guys here who I'm kind of debating between. Um, and I think I'm just going to go with the safer of the two who I think could really come in and fit the Miami culture. I think he's a little lower on my board. But, um, you know, Miami needs more guys who got that dog in them. So here at the 18th pick in the NBA draft, Miami's going to be selecting Kassan Wallace out of Kentucky, uh, can come in, fill the point guard spot once Kyle Lowry's gone, can learn from the best to ever do it, the thickest to ever do it, uh, and really develop into that kind of on-off ball guard that they really need. Um, You know, just I think is really safe to just do really good stuff at the NBA level. He can shoot, he can defend, he can pass, he can do everything you need a guard to do. He's not tiny. He's like six three, but he's strong enough to guard up <laughs> um, a little bit. And I absolutely love Kassan. And here is Miami, I'm very happy we came out of this draft with him.
2: Yeah, I think this is a good pick. Um I think it's an upgrade from the pick they wasted on Davion Mitchell at number nine a couple of years ago. Um this is Miami. Why am I mixing? You have up. Sacramento i I'm have looking at the right wrong name. But I'm looking at the wrong. It's an upgrade name. from the Precious wow.
3: Achua pick that they made a few years ago in nearly the yeah.
2: exact same spot. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Thanks for summing it up. I'm embarrassed. All right, i <laughs> they I'm did gonna pass on,
1: a, on another <laughs> Kentucky guard to make that Precious Achua pick too. Don't forget, they could have had. Mm. Uh, they could have uh, had Maxi.
3: Maxi. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Wow. Imagine wow. um, they wouldn't have even needed to trade it for Kyle Lowry if they just had
2: Tyrese Maxi. But Maxi mm-hmm. and here on the same team would be pretty entertaining to watch for sure. Yikes,
0: defensively, no, fine. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, man, this is tough with Sacramento. Uh, uh, do I go with who I want or who they need? That's that's the question. Um, I'm gonna reach a little bit um, because it is. Sacramento and I think they need more wings Um, I'm gonna go with Jordan Walsh here Um, and that's probably a reach for some people but uh, I think that Jordan Walsh is actually a really good basketball player Um, I think he does a lot in a lot of different areas really good defensively Um, he has to work more on extending his range as a shooter but I think that uh, Sacramento has the pieces there to be okay with that for a little bit uh, and sort of let him uh, develop that. Um, And I think that he just gives them somebody that they, they really need on the wings. So I'm going to go with Jordan Walsh here um, and uh, it might be a reach, but I don't really care.
1: That's a great pick. Jordan Walsh is a stud. Uh, He's just, he's just really good at basketball. He's the type of guy who I just trust to find a spot um He was on my list here. I didn't love him. I have the Knicks at twenty. I think what the Knicks are really missing is just a, just a nice, really cold white boy. I think they just need just need a, a cold a cold white boy. I on the already roster. took
2: Grady J. And, so is well, that, <laughs> is that Isaiah I'm Arsenal, taking, No, no. I'm taking Brandon
1: Podziemski. <laughs> <laughs> Clara. Um. If this was last year's draft, I think Podziemski would have been a lottery pick because he's basically just doing exactly what Jalen Williams did last year uh, at Santa Clara. Uh, He's not as good a prospect as uh, Williams because he's not that type of passer. He's not that type of athlete, but the jump shot's real. I think he can make plays for others. Uh, He just, like, honestly, I watch him and I'm like, this is a dude who I think is either like a sixth man or a starting shooting guard at the NBA that you take that with the 20th pick. Absolutely. Uh, the Knicks just desperately need someone who can get some buckets. Who's going to make smart plays, who works his tail off. He's at Brandon Ponzievsky is six, five playing shooting guard and averaging like nine rebounds a game right now. Like
2: he's, I believe like almost half of his games have been double doubles now.
1: Yeah. Like he's, he's having like a really, really underrated season. Uh, you know, and he's, he's just a stud. He's a, he's a stud. I'll, I'll take him at 20 all day. Uh, Corbin, I think I think you're up next. I, I got to say, this is why I love having you along because I heard Brandon
0: Podiemski, and I went, Did my mic go off? Did I not hear it? And then I'm like, Let me just look at this mock draft I was looking at. I had like two pulled up and I'm like, No, I don't see him. I had to Google the guy. It's my first time learning about him. So thank y'all for that. Deep take. Love the Upside Swings guys. Cause like, yeah, Cole Whiteboy. Boy. Now I know that. That's word association. Cole Whiteboy, Boy, Brandon Podiemski. I love it. All right. So with that, um, Back to me, and we are with Indiana, and Indiana's been pretty good. I like them. They're pretty solid. Um, I feel like they're good at guard. I mean, ideally, you have Tyrese Halliburton, and, and then I like Benedict Matherin at two, depending on whatever happens to Buddy Healed. So I'm going to look more at forward, and I'm looking at, you know, forget it. We move. I'm going to take Jet Howard. Uh. I like Jed Howard. <laughs> Got some size. Uh, solid 3 and D combo wing type player, and I think that works perfectly for Indiana. I think that Coach Ricardo is going to put him to good to good use, and I'm sorry, Cooper. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – that's who I'm going to take. I think he's a good fit, and, yeah, I think he can even navigate some pick and roll with his size and length on the defensive end of the floor. And, yeah, I'm kind of enamored with the guy, so I'm going to go with him.
3: This is the worst day of my life. Um, I finally know how Corbin feels every single time we do one of these. <laughs> yes, I, I love Jet. Jet was who I was considering taking from Miami there uh, at 18 instead of Kassan, but Kassan just fit their MO a little better. I have Jet probably top eight or nine right now. Um, he's ridiculous. He just does everything you like. We, we, we talked about this a little bit with Hendricks, but like he does everything you want an NBA forward to do. He's like a make kind of a two, three, four, even though he's like six, seven, six, eight. Uh, he can dribble a little bit. He can like scale back into like an off ball roll or and just shoot it and like do a little bit of movement stuff. He can he has like star potential because he can pass a little bit and make smart decisions and has like crazy off the dribble shooting potential. Uh, I was really hoping to take him here and I thought Corbin would pick another guard. Ah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i'm kind of stuck here because new york feels kind of trapped um like what did they have but also what do they not have uh they just grabbed podziemski uh cold white boy of the year and now they have another pick um so i am going to get just a little bit I'm going to get a little bit funky with it and I am going to take Will Richard out of Florida. Um, Just somebody who I think can come in and play, can shoot, can defend, has good size, is smart, um, can play, like just more good connecting wings in New York is a good thing. Uh, You know, when they finally ever decide to get rid of Randall, um and build a good team that they you know have actually decided like designed around quentin grimes and whatever star they can get and you know you can always use a guy like will richard there's not a team on planet earth that doesn't want a guy like will richard and here at 22 you know we already got podziemski we got richard we're just building a 6-5 incredible wing platoon that can do it can play against anybody so we're we're, we're happy to come away but we would have been happier with jet Howard.
2: Yeah, I think this is a good pick to be honest. Um, They have so many uh, guys that are just his size that it's, I don't know how much playing time there is to go around, but it's going to be a log gym everywhere. Um, They're sort of one of those teams that have a lot of guys in a lot of places, but none of them really are, are studs or stars, I guess superstars. So um, there's, I don't know. I I like the pick, but yeah, it's just wherever you pick, I guess it's a log jam. Um I think I have the 23rd pick. Is that not me? The Lakers. Lakers, I actually just realized. Um so I'm excited. Uh we're going to take somebody that I think is should be lottery. I'm going to go with Terquavian Smith here. Um I think that he makes a lot of sense for the Lakers. He, he fits a need and is like at far and away the highest guy on my board left. Um, he is just an awesome shooter, uh, super electric scorer, someone that um, just takes all sorts of crazy shots and makes a lot of them. Um, he's gotten better uh, since last year, which you always want to see improvement, and he has done that. Uh, some people thought it was sort of risky that he pulled out of last year's class and, and came back, and it looks like it's paying off for him. Uh, <clears throat> I think that it just makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. They need more ball handling. They need more scoring. They need more shooting. Uh, really, they need everything. But I think I think Terquavion fills at least those three avenues. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really stoked about this pick.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's probably the right pick. There's one other guy who you mentioned. He's far away, the highest on your board. There's one other guy who I have high right now. But I, we are getting to a point where it's hard to pick him because we're good teams now, you know, we're mostly I, picking with good teams. And... I will say that,
2: sorry, real quick, that it's really crazy to me that like, for me, Terquavion is still like, a. a real, I'm really confident he's going to be a rotation guy and to have him at number 23, like it, there, there's not very many drafts you can say that where like at 23, you're really confident that someone's going to be a rotational player. Um, and to me, that just speaks volumes to how deep and, and how much quality there is in this class.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a really incredible draft class, top to bottom. Um, but yeah, like we're getting real to a point where it's real,
3: real quick. Why? Why would you take Turk Smith when you you have Max Christie on the roster?
1: That just seems like oh you're really. God. Oh my god! Really, he, oh he, my god. He, he interrupted me for a bad joke. <laughs> you're off. You're off the <laughs> oh pod. I know. I just, you cut Corbin's off replacing all, right. You for that. all right. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh, as I was saying, <laughs> we're to a point where it's hard to take the person who's at the top of my board because we're drafting with good teams, and this person really has like no place on a good team right now. So it's kind of it's kind of the Gerace issue, but he's less highly touted than Gerace. So I'm gonna I, I'm up with the Brooklyn Nets, and I'm gonna take. I, I don't know if this is gonna surprise you guys. I'm gonna take Ife Bugatti. From the G League Ignite, uh, formerly of Washington State University, um, he's—I I think he's just good. Like I, he can—I think the sh- the jumper's close to there. His defense has always been elite. Like he's just a really great rim protector who can also slide his feet on the perimeter. He's only like six nine to play center, but honestly, if you're Brooklyn, you kind of like that. They like their undersized bigs. He kind of makes sense as a nick claxton insurance or potential replacement uh you know if they eventually want to move on from ben simmons maybe you can play those two together if fa can get the shot really there uh i just think he's a guy who he's not even my like the top guy on my board from the g league ignite left but he is the guy who makes the most sense with the brooklyn nets and i think the nets are one of the few teams at a point where I will draft outside of tears because they are so all in on winning a championship right now. I think FA can come in and help as a rookie. He's going to be twenty one or twenty two as a rookie, and and that will and he's played against pros, so that'll really lend itself to um, performance early in his career.
0: I like it. I like it. So I think this is one of my last picks I might trade well I might keep that pick actually I do have a player on the board if my player gets selected in between now and my next pick then I'm gonna bequeath my pick but instead of going into the Ryan Kelly Memorial pick I am going to select someone different I'll save the Ryan Kelly one for my last pick for Cleveland there's actually going to Indiana oh I forgot it's going to Indiana so maybe I could do it yeah actually we're gonna do it all right my Ryan Kelly Memorial pick we are gonna go with Kyle Flapowski from duke uh i mean the dude seems simple to me correct me if i'm wrong y'all but he's a big who can kind of shoot it uh and the floor spacing is nice at a at a what powerful kind of position i don't know if he's gonna be center i guess ideally but he brings a stretch-based skill set and that's always great to have um and so yeah i'm gonna go with him i think lately he's been in a slump from what I remember looking at the numbers but aside from that he's good I said the Ryan Kelly was special because I thought he was going to be like this flame from three and he really flamed out and was not um and I'm kind of iffy on Flapowski because he's been like so bad lately F seen that I'm like okay is it just a slump or is he just kind of like still a like a, a stretch big and name only we're working out to that I don't know I'm iffy on it but I do think that floor spacing is valuable and why not let's go with it
2: yeah and the The Pacers have just, like, a ton of bigs that are just giant question marks right now. Like, we don't know how long Miles Turner's staying there. Uh, Jalen Smith has not really panned out, I think, to what people may have hoped for. Um, Isaiah Jackson has been great defensively, hasn't really progressed offensively much. So, And and Goga, who I was really high on in his class, has just not gotten the opportunity maybe, or maybe he's just not good. Um, So there's just a lot of, like, I think – workability there to bring in someone that can solidify them as a, a, a center for at least a little bit. Um, and there's room for that. So I think Filipowski makes sense in that regard. What I
1: will say is there was, um, I, I don't trust Kyle Filipowski and like an up tempo offense, like the Pacers have been and like, they will probably will continue to be under Terry Saliburn there was one big who was on the board who I alluded to with the last pick. And so I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you, Corbin. I'll be honest, just just slightly, oh, ever wow. so slightly.
3: It's okay, you know. Filipowski, he can he can he has funky movement skills, but it all worked out for me. It this all worked out for me in the end because it, it just like you I, planned. Just this, all of my head games, getting Corbin to pick Jet Howard, making him think I'm upset. I'm back up with the Rockets. Wow. Okay. There's, there's, and I have two options. I have two options, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get funky here with the, with the 26th pick from the Bucks. The Houston Rockets are going to select Travon Brazil out of the University of Arkansas. Someone who pre-injury I would have had as a top 10 pick. I would still probably take him there if I had the opportunity and the medicals were good and all that. Uh, the Rockets need defense there is another there are a few other defenders who i would like brazil is like an incredible (laughs) interior scorer who also has potential wing skills uh he can really defend he is really smart fun movement skills uh solid size just it can actually be a lob threat you know very important stuff and can kind of play the four. and that's someone who can play next to shengun can play instead of shengun Uh, Can play with just the guards can play with the defensive lineups. It's just what we need. And so the Houston Rockets mega plan of coming out of this with more athletes that are good at basketball. We've done it. We have accomplished it. So I'm very, very happy.
0: I'm just sad I disappointed Bryce. Like, this hurts.
1: <laughs> I'm just <laughs> shook. I really thought Coop was going to take who I was disappointed at you for not taking, Corbin. But honestly, I don't hate the Preseal pick. So I okay. guess it even. I,
3: I was thinking about it, but he said he's. I, I want to leave him for you, Bryce. He's your I actually don't know player. who you're talking about. I'm How do you excited not to know hear who this. Is, yeah, I, is I, Bryce I'm even going to take him? I don't even it know it if out. he's
2: like makes sense for the team, Bryce. He's has playing next. mind games with us.
0: Bryce is messing with me. He's always going to go with the. Yeah
2: yeah he's gonna end up it's oscar shibwe that's who he's thinking <laughs> no it's it's
3: it's it's our favorite unscalable big it's hunter dickinson oh Come my gosh now. we love hunter dickinson no love stone him.
1: stone go no. I, I, I see corbin this is what i have to do all the time i just tell coop that he's loves not far him. enough and, he, and it's time to move on not, he,
2: he, he
3: loves hunter dickinson <laughs>
2: Alright, <laughs> uh, okay. right. I'm gonna try and bring it in here. I understand
3: <laughs> okay. if we're never invited back, but uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry never—it's
0: awesome.
2: <laughs> uh, man. Oh boy. All right, so I—I have Charlotte. Obviously, I took Scoot earlier, so you have Lamelo Scoot. Those are really your building blocks of the future. Uh, so I can't take the guard I really want to, but that's okay. I'm gonna go with someone that I think. Sort of fills a role and is pretty much my, he's in the same tier, I guess the highest tier I have left. So I don't feel bad about taking him. I'm going to go with Dylan Mitchell here um, for Charlotte. I think that uh, he makes sense on both ends. Um, Somebody that uh, I think can be uh, a good cutter and and finisher for them, especially with Lamelo and Scoot, both as the initiators. I'll be able to find him a lot. Um, I think he has some defensive upside as at least like a help side rim protector which they' don't, they don't have primary or help side at the moment so he um, gives them something but uh, yeah he's sort of just I guess the the best of the remaining for me. Um, I would have liked to have maybe taken Leonard Miller here but I just do not trust Charlotte in, at all to develop him in any sort of way so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Dylan Mitchell you I'm know I, I will Dylan hear. Mitchell into anything other than just a cutter. I think I think Dylan Mitchell has a very simplistic game, and I th- I think it's a lot harder to mess that up than it's basically Leonard just Miller.
1: Get him to shoot, like please God, just get him to shoot. If he shoots, he's fine. If he if he doesn't shoot, then he won't last in the league. But um, all right, at twenty eight, I'm with the Memphis Grizzlies. So I, as I'm sure it's been a you know I start just mentioned Leonard Miller was the guy I was talking about that I wanted Corbin to take that I thought Coop would take. Uh, oh, there are still two more chances yeah. to take him after this. I will not be taking him because I don't think the Grizzlies need that. Uh, I think what the Grizzlies could do is really one team use,
2: that can develop him. It's, it's Memphis, though. There
1: is, but they also have Jake Laravia and David Roddy, two guys I like. They have Vince Williams as a forward. That's not to Zaire say they Williams. couldn't use him. Yeah, Zaire Williams is more of a wing. Now, Miller could potentially maybe be more of a five, but that's I'm not really interested in that. There is someone on, on my board, though, who really catches my eye as a fit here. Um, and he was for a while my preseason front runner for national player of the year. And that's Marcus Sasser. Um, I really like Sasser. Um, that's I've had the him as a wrong Houston round pick. guy.
3: That's the wrong Houston guy.
1: I've had him as a first-round pick for like going on two years now, and I'm still just there with that. I just think he's a first-round pick. I think mean, he can shoot, I think he can play make. I think he does it all. He's a backup guard, probably. So it's like, you know, is that bad value at 28 maybe there's a couple other guys on this board who i could have taken swings with but honestly right now you know i think the grizzlies are almost short a rotation player with how much a lot of their players are getting injured i think sasser's someone you could just grab and go like he's just someone who's going to be able to play immediately he's just a guy he, he plays well um and, and he fits with basically every team as a point guard or an undersized shooting guard uh so yeah marcus sasser's my guy here at 28
0: I like it. I like it. Could have had back
1: to Tremon me. Mark.
3: Oh. Tremon Mark is a little bit better, uh, but I understand because Sasser. Tremon is a little bit weirder, and they have I think forty three and D wings is is the proper number of three and D wings they have over in Memphis. Uh, but Marcus Sasser, they don't really have just a microwave shooter that they could plug in next to Jaw if need be, or off the bench to run a little bit of offense or do whatever. I think Sasser. Can't you can't go wrong with Sasser, but I think you could maybe go slightly more right with Tremont if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so this is now back to me. This is Brooklyn, uh, Utah, Utah. Oh, yeah, Brooklyn to Utah. Oh, I'm just gonna go, with my guy. So, listen, Bryce, I, uh, we're gonna address Leonard Miller here first because. I do like him. He he is there, but there's one guy I've just been on. I've, I don't. Maybe it's recently biased. No, it's most definitely recently biased. But I've seen him and I've liked him, and I don't know if he actually fits well with Utah. But right now they're a mess anyway, so why not? I I like Ricky Council. I like Ricky Council, and so I'm gonna go with Ricky. Um, I feel like. He doesn't shoot no threes quite for my liking. And, you know, but I like the fact that he's like a scoring minded guard. Like his handles are nice. He seems to get some creation ability, his athleticism. Like he's like more of the Monte Ellis to my Michael Beasley of tier of players that I really enjoy. Leonard Miller solid and and is probably the reasonable, you know, realistic pick here, but I'm Corbin. We're just going to go with that.
2: I am Corbin. I like that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, I think it makes some sense. Uh, rookie council is, if there's like a a context to make him work, I think it needs to be where you have a really proficient, like big shooter, who happens to be Lowry Markkinen. So I think that it, it has the makings of the proper context uh, if they continue to fill out the rest of their roster in the way that they would have to 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 benefit and maximize um, rookie council to the best of his possibilities um but i think that he he does um give them like a bit of a scoring punch that they could use um even if it's not from outside yet uh and uh who did who did he take earlier for them coop another wing um for
3: what team is this again utah for utah we took jairus and maxwell lewis
2: maxwell lewis yeah i think i think that Having Maxwell Lewis there too just, just um opens up things for him. So uh I I think it makes sense. Appreciate
0: that. Thank you. Thanks, Stone, for the reassurance.
2: <laughs> Bryce is about to rip on you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't have much to say. He's he's a wing. If he shoots if he shoots, he's a guy. Somehow uh, somehow that hurts even more, Bryce. <laughs> Sorry. He, he's just he's just
2: He's I don't not think mad. He's, a, he's disappointed. I don't think exactly.
1: he's a first-round pick in this class. That's what I'll say. I just okay. I, I just don't see that. But um, he is, uh, you know, at least like 6'6 and athletic. So there's that.
3: He's really good on offense. He just might never be anything close to like neutral on defense. So – uh it's it's a
2: it's a tough proposition, but so you uh, have Jaredis Walker there now. You so. have
3: Jaris Walker, who's the best defender in the entire <laughs> class, even better than Wemby, and better than everybody else. So you're all set. I think I'm up at 30 here for Indiana. And Indiana has had like three picks. I don't remember who they are. I think there was a big in there. Philipowski uh, was in there. Philipowski, and then who was the other? Whatever. It doesn't matter because I I want to name drop a few guys before I make my final selection. Uh, I was really looking at uh, Terrence Arsenault because I'm a homer and I love him. I was kind of looking at Alex Fudge here because I have a type and I refuse to deviate from my type. Um, And I was also looking at Matt Cleveland as just another fun wing athlete. And uh, Tyrese Hunter just because – I think he's a really talented shooter and guard and deserves to be in the conversation here, even if he's not a great fit here for Indiana, but we are going to make the correct pick and take Leonard Miller here at 30 uh, who I'm not taking Julian Phillips. Dude, he has not even been good. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I can't say that. Uh, Leonard Miller at 30 has been legitimately productive in the G league especially like with scoot gone, he has been pretty good. Uh, you know, we loved him last year. I had him like 16 or 17 last year. Um, fun creation can play on or off ball, really athletic, could maybe be like a three, four or five, or even like an initiator of some kind. Um, I love him. I'll probably have him lottery or just after the lottery this year. Um, which is hard to say because I would say that about half, like about 20 of the guys who have been picked today, I'm like, oh, I like this guy as a lottery pick, but I haven't made a board like fully. So it's kind of hard, but you can't go wrong with Leonard Miller. Potential, decent production as a rebounder, needs help on the defensive end. And that's why I didn't take him earlier. Uh, I really like Brazil as just like an actual five. I think Leonard Miller has more upside, but the Rockets, as I talked about, don't need, like we already got Amin as the on and off ball creator connector type. Uh and Leonard kind of fills that but has a lot of other weird paths so we'd probably fuck him up I, I don't know if I can say that, sorry Corbin um no, it's
0: fine, it's, it's all good
1: here. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm over here
0: laughing, this chat existed so we're good <laughs> <laughs>
3: But yeah, I love Leonard Miller and Indiana is really happy to end up with
1: Leonard Miller here
3: with the last pick in the first round
1: Wow Yeah I, that, that's a, that's a good pick. That's a word for
0: you, Cooper. There we no, go. I, more just, approval, Bryce. It's not that hard.
1: More just that this draft is so deep that there's quite a few guys who I think are, who are legit first round type guys who, who didn't get drafted. Got like Jalen Hood, it has been really good for Indiana. Um, Ryan repair. So I don't think we drafted any international player outside of Victor Webanyama. Uh, Ryan repair is an international player. City Soko is like 50% international player. Um, you know, a guy like Dayron Holmes, Mike Miles fell out. Noah Clowney, who some people would take in the lottery. There's just a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys that are, and and this, you know, mock drafts like this are really going to show, you know, who you're into, who you know, who you like, and and what type of players you know pop for you.
0: Absolutely. I was going to say, were there any other honorable mentions that were on the list that you're, or any surprises? Let's say that, like that we didn't grab or that you were expecting to kind of go higher maybe just want to kind of read the room there
2: i think there's a quite a few guys i thought would go higher at least like relative to how they're being talked about um i thought nick smith would go higher um i think that he's talked about probably more as like a, a top eight guy rather than uh outside the lottery um i think that uh, uh, Brandon Williams is, is talked about more as like more of a top five guy uh, currently. So there's guys I think that that dropped probably more than people may have expected. Um, the couple of guys to me that sit out that didn't get picked. Um, I thought Chris Murray, someone, w- I thought someone would have taken him. Um, Jalen Wilson is for me on my, I don't know really where people stand on Jalen Wilson, but for me, he's, um, close to the first round. Uh, And, yeah, uh, I think Clowney got got mentioned too, but I think he's talked about more as, like, a a first-rounder. So those are probably the the main guys that I was surprised didn't get picked.
3: I know he's dealt with injuries, but it is interesting that Lively didn't, like, even get talked about uh, despite being, like, number one in the recruiting class. I feel like I wouldn't wouldn't have drafted him. I I wouldn't
1: have drafted him in a preseason mock draft either, probably. (laughs) Yeah,
3: but but I'm just saying, like, uh, compared to, like, consensus coming into this year it is like he was ranked number one and now was not even taken top 30 I don't even know if he was considered like I didn't I didn't consider him or have him anywhere near my my top 30 um and part of that's injury part of that is lack of production even when healthy and I don't know his exact situation uh Duke is weird and bad this year kind of but uh Dariq is awesome. So.
0: yeah i i definitely i mean as someone coming in as a newbie i was impressed by the amount of people i wasn't familiar with that were drafted high so it's just some further impetus for me to go back and do some real deep diving and uh check out the upside swings podcast some more for some of these takes but no this was fun um i really enjoyed i'm surprised that we kept it under an hour and a half like we did a really good job with the full first round and somehow given succinct analysis and still you know having some interesting picks like i love the way that you all look at the game and it's not so much by consensus or just by like, Oh, let me Google a draft and look it up. Like it's your own picks and, you know, ideas on team building and how it applies in terms of different archetypes and players. And it, it really makes for interesting conversation. Uh, and I definitely, they made for a great conversation and podcast here. So I want to thank y'all all for coming on and also give y'all the opportunity to plug your work collectively, individually, where we can find y'all. Cause I mean, it's, it's draft season heating up and, I mean, it's about to get hot and heavy if I can use that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's about that time, man. It's and we're finally heating up a little bit at uh, Upside Swings. Finally, do after a couple months of uh, stop and go type stuff. So,
2: yeah, you could follow us like as a collective at Upside Swings on Twitter and on TikTok, and soon probably YouTube. Um, so expect more video content from us moving forward. Um, we uh, are getting more into a regular rhythm as far as uh, recording. Um, so there'll, there'll be a lot more content coming out on, on whatever podcast feed you use. Um, for me personally, uh, if you want hot and heavy analysis, as Corbin put it, uh, you could follow me at report underscore court. Um, I'm finally starting to actually tweet again. I took a little bit of a break, but um, a lot of clippage going on over there. So uh, if you're into that sort of thing, Drop me a follow. I'd appreciate it.
3: Yeah, uh, like uh, Stone said, follow the pod. Follow us on TikTok, maybe YouTube if we find the time uh, and energy. But yeah, more more pod stuff will be coming out. You can follow us all individually. Follow us together. Uh, I do stuff for HTX Chop Shop as well. Follow them. Uh, they do the most in depth rocket stuff there is, and I do some rocket stuff over there as well. If you care about the biggest shit show in the NBA then uh, you can go there and you can get your fill of it every single day it's incredible or you could watch a Lakers game
1: yeah I was gonna say I was gonna say second biggest shit show that's, <laughs> I that's mean the game. Lakers the Lakers one of these have teams is run James by one of these teams break. is run by Rob Polinka. so well, I mean that's one of 100. these
3: teams has has uh, you know LeBron James who is arguably the greatest player of all time and one of these teams is point guarded by Kevin Porter Jr. who I love but is a shooting
1: guard. And so whose best it's... defensive player is uh, Alperen Şengün? Uh, no, that's that's, that's, that's all. For, <laughs> that's all according for to the numbers. <laughs> that's all for tonight, folks. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at Bryce Hendrick fourteen. I do a lot of writing and, and podcasting, and all that fun stuff. So I won't I won't get into all that here. Just if you give it a follow, you can click all the links and and stuff. So thank you so much, Corbin, for having me and for having us and. Uh, for just being a great friend. So thank you.
0: I appreciate y'all right back at you. It's a lot of fun. And I'm glad we all been able to link up and hopefully do some more of this sometime soon. Um, but yeah, it's been great listening. I'll check them out. Great stuff. I live by it for the draft. And uh, if you're so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at Corbin NBA. I'm there got different things going on um different pots all sorts of things a lot of fun so definitely do that some jokes that people maybe one or two will chuckle at so check that out for sure um aside from that though y'all for bryce for cooper for stone we are frosty y'all stay frosty and i will talk to y'all real real soon you